You're listening to the Twisted Sisters podcast with Allie, a fiery realtor queen, and Samantha, a gypsy wandering her way through life while navigating being a rock star woman with ADHD. Both are former teen moms of two who have faced challenging adversities. They're here to break stereotypes, get real with you about the messiness of life, and remind you that we're all just a little twisted. Hello, you are listening to the Twisted Sisters podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mello, and I have ditched Allie, my other co-host, for probably one of my, um, not probably, one of my most favorite people in this entire world. He is handsome. He is probably very biased on this. He's amazing. He's funny. He's talented. He's athletic. He is my son, Hayden. You want to say hi, everybody? Hey, everybody. You're going to have to lean in closer to the mic a little bit more and act not so scared. This is his first time on the podcast. I talked him into coming on. How are you feeling right now? Feeling good. Just got done with school. Yeah? How's school going? All right. Do you want to introduce yourself to our listeners? Um, I'm Hayden. I like to play lacrosse and hang out with my friends. Just do normal high school stuff. Yeah? You're going to have to... Talk a little bit more loud, a little more into the mic, just so they can hear you. Um, now that the listeners kind of know you, they know you through what I share about you, but I thought it'd be really fun to have them on and talk about what it's like being a teenager these days and what it's like um, having me as your mom, I guess, huh? And uh, just kind of have fun with it. You excited? Yeah. I'm excited. That wasn't, uh, as it didn't sound exciting, but I'm going to say it. I'm going to take it as a, yeah, that, that was exciting. Um, so one of my first questions for you is, do you remember your first, like, what is your first memory as a child? Do you remember, like, your first memory that you could recollect? Um, I remember... When I was used to live at my grandma's house with my father, and he said that I couldn't have ramen noodles, but I really wanted them. So I like made them in the microwave myself, and I tried getting them down, and I spilled the hot water all over myself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got some good burns there from that. Yeah. That was probably a little traumatic. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, What do you think... What is one thing... That you love about me being your mom? Um, uh, it's like kind of cool that you're not that far away in age as me, I guess, because a lot of things that I like to do, you will do with me. Yeah. So we can do like a lot of stuff together that we both enjoy. Yeah, I think so too. It is really fun to be able to go and like be active and travel and eat good food and there's a 19-year difference, but it's still pretty close, huh? What's something that drives you absolutely insane about me? Um, <laughs> Too many to count? Yeah. You like, <laughs> you like to talk a lot. <laughs> oh, in the best ways. Yeah, but... It's annoying sometimes. I guess. Yeah. I get that. I'm... Um, what is one thing, um, 
here, let me rephrase this question. What do you feel like is the biggest misconception about teenagers right now? Um, not really like the question, but whenever like my friends and I like go out to eat to the restaurants or go out anywhere, we kind of get treated like with some disrespect just cause like the image of like teenagers, like being like a nuisance, you know? Yeah, so like, it's like they're already assuming you guys are yeah. going to be, like, problematic yeah. before you're even there when half of you guys, like, work in the service industry. Yeah, sort of like that. Yeah, and probably, like, they probably, like, assume you're not going to tip or something. Mm-hmm. What do they do? Are they just rude? Yeah, uh, they're just, like, rude, and they, like, don't give us, like, as much, like, attention. Like, they only come over one or two times, and, like, uh, I try to be as respectful as I can, because, yeah. like, I kind of know, like, that some people can be like that, but then it's kind of annoying sometimes. Yeah. I could totally see that. Um, what do you feel, like, is the hardest um, – actually, let me rephrase that. Sorry. Do you feel like it's harder to be a teenager nowadays than for previous generations? Um, I'd say there's a – well, I don't really know what it's like for a new teenager, but I feel like there's a lot of pressure on teenagers now because, like, there's a lot of stuff that could, like, go wrong, I guess, now because we're just so open to... We have so many things that we can do where it's, like, a lot of responsibilities. Yeah. If that makes sense. Well, and just, like, media throws, like, social media yeah. does throw, like, a whole a different thing where, like, I do feel like back in the day if we were, like, going to party or drink or do something like that like we were in the middle of a cornfield like nobody had phones to record or do anything it was all hearsay whereas like nowadays like everything is recorded yeah and screenshotted and there definitely is a lot more opportunity to to mess up yeah do you feel like it's really hard to do you feel like there's a lot of expectations on you guys as to like handling everything or do you feel like it's pretty fair uh i like some people just i don't really know how to say this like since people like your age or probably a little older than you like our teachers and stuff they don't know what it's like to live like around like cell phones and like all this stuff so they just think it should be easy even though like it's not so there's a lot more like, stuff you have to do to make sure that you don't screw up or send something that you shouldn't or say something that you shouldn't that can come back on you. Yeah. Because it's almost so natural for you guys, but because that happens, that it can be a lot easier, too, to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like you're supposed to use this, but then you get in trouble for having it, too. Um, what is the one thing that you wish adults understood more about teenagers? Um, I don't really know. No, that's okay. I I guess it's just like with the pressure stuff, like with the social media and like all that. Yeah. Like a lot of things could happen that could go wrong for you. Yeah. That I feel like, yeah, like you guys used to go party in like cornfields and stuff. And now like one bad video or something gets leaked and like you, it's hard to come back from it. Yeah. So do you, are you the kind of saying that there's like, 
it's like you have those natural teenage tendencies to like go and have fun and do things, but yet the um, like the pressure and the the standards are different because of uh, social media and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Um, are there things that bother you that you don't talk about because you kind of feel like it goes in one ear and out the other of either like us as your parents or family or teachers or coaches or anything like that? Well, in like my situation, I, I have like a lot of stuff going on like all the time I don't have a lot of like free time for to myself like I'm always at practice or I have to do school or like the slight chance that I have free time I'm like trying to hang out with my friends and like go do something so like a lot of that where like some parents might want you to stay in like not go out a couple days in a row but when you get the chance I think they should let you because like a lot of people have a lot of stuff going on yeah like you're saying like social life is still really important too and so I mean like as far as like you guys have so much on your plate and like I know you and I have talked about this like just like I'm always telling you like I'm so proud of you because you're balancing school you're balancing work you're balancing sports you're on like multiple sports teams you're working on the off chance that you're not doing any of those things and then as well as fitting in your friendships and do you feel like adults around you don't value like your your friendships that you have and those types of things because you are teenagers? Do you think that that's like looked at as a, like valued differently because it's like you guys are just young and you guys aren't really like it's not that as big of a deal. But I look back and I think about that and some of my best friends still are friends that I went to high school with and like I think they're very important and if like you maintain them these are friendships you have the rest of your life. Yeah, I, I would say that. Like, a lot of a lot of stuff just gets, like, looked over by parents and adults that, like, I just don't think they remember what it was like for them to be in high school because it was a long time ago. Yeah. So they don't, like, really remember. Or, like, it's hard for them to put themselves in, like, the kids' shoes to, like, see what they're going through. Yeah. And I think, too, uh, I mean, from a parent's perspective is, like, we always want you to do better than we did, you know? And I think there's always that that aspect to things, too, where, you know, we want to protect you, we want to see you do better. But I think in sometimes in doing that, we oversee the fact of, like, what it was like to be a teenager at one point. And that, that is just kind of a part of life as a teenager is going through those things hanging out with your friends making some bad choices making some good choices but like having the freedom to do so type thing yeah um thank you i like these answers a lot how do you balance loyalty and friendships while also trying to do the right thing you want to like rephrase that yeah so if if you are with your friends and you want to maintain like your loyalty with your friends but you know that maybe they're not doing something right or something that you agree with how do you handle a situation like that um well i try to like help them as best as i can but at some point people just don't want to take your advice and they just don't want to like 
they like some people just always think they're right and stuff so at that point you just kind of got to walk away and like just know that you're doing the right thing yeah like taking yourself out of the situation but like like doesn't require having to be like mean to them like there's a a part of like communication but then when they don't hear you just kind of now it's time to step away yeah at some point you just gotta like let them learn by themselves that what they're doing is like wrong i guess and like you just do the most that you can to help them yeah do you feel like it's hard to like i maintain friend groups like is there is it can it be like dramatic or do you feel like you and your friends like really just get along and like lack that you know kind of drama piece and stuff i mean me and my friends like we don't really have drama like somebody else like dating a girl that you liked like none of us really care about that that much i guess we like like to like bust each other's balls and stuff and make fun of each other (laughs) and like do stuff like that (laughs) i've witnessed this i mean we all do it back to each other (laughs) we get it like well you guys are in a small school It's, it's two yeah you know so it's kind of bound to happen when you have like a small pond to yeah fish out of (laughs) you're bound to catch the same fish a couple times yeah i just think a lot of us just don't really look that much into it like we don't care that much that make a big deal out of it like some people do but a lot of my friends like good friends don't really care that much well and i feel like you guys have been friends from such young ages that you guys just genuinely know each other to the core yeah like you guys know each other's hearts like you guys just know each other's um motives behind it so i don't i think you guys just know that there's not any ever like ill will towards each other yeah it's like not ever like actually intending like to hurt each other and if we do like go that far i think a lot of us know where to draw the line and like not do it but yeah like you care and you see it if it starts to become an issue yeah, I, w- I would, I totally see that with you guys. Um, what is, like, one of your favorite memories that you have of you and I? Me and you? Um, that's a tough one. Because there's so many. Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> um, I don't know. What's your favorite memory of us? Mm. I really enjoy, like the travels you and I did and still do. Um, I feel like when we get to get away from like life and stuff that, um, we just get to talk and connect and kind of BS more. And, um, I enjoy getting that time with you, but I really enjoyed it when you were little too, cause we just, you were always, you're always down for anything. And so I think I just really like kind of going to a new place neither of you have I ever been and just getting to explore and just check it out and 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 have fun and meet new people and enjoy a new environment but um I I would say one of my though like small like more just kind of everyday memory is just you and I in bed watching movies and eating dinner and stuff and like those are probably my favorite times with you yeah that's what I was gonna say I just like I don't know, sitting in bed watching movies and stuff. Yeah. Having, chilling out, just being with each other. How do you feel like, I I mean, obviously I've changed a lot in the last, I mean, however long as your your mom, you're going to be 17 here. Do you feel like there's anything in the last couple years, like, was it hard watching 
me struggle through the difficult times when Lorelai's father passed away and those types of things? Like, how was that from your perspective on the outside, kind of, but being on the inside too, seeing that your mom was different? Um, well, I guess there's always a sense there that, like, I knew you'd figure it out and, like, you'd power through it and, like, you always figure out, like, the best thing you could do for us. But, like, I was pretty young, so there's not much that I could really do than just, like, be by your side and, like, help you however I could. Yeah. I would say that it is kind of, like, one of those, um, I I think it was hard, too, because, like, I didn't even know what to do, obviously. Like, I'd never been in a situation like that. But I would have to say I was really grateful for you and your patience and your kindness and even some of the days that I like couldn't get out of bed and do much, you always made an effort to come just be with me. And I love that about you. You have such a just sweetheart in such a like non-invasive way. You know, it's not like it has to be thrown in my face, but you were always very um, understanding that there was more going on without making me feel bad about it in a way. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. What are you most looking forward to with your future? Um, I just can't wait to see like what happens if I go to college or I don't or like what I do for my profession, what I end up choosing. Yeah. Yeah. What do you feel? Do you feel like there's a lot of pressure on you to figure that out now? Yeah. I mean, whenever you like see your old family like oh what are you gonna like you decide what you're gonna do yet or like yeah I don't really know how to explain it that there's always just the questions on like what are you gonna do how are you gonna go where are you gonna go what are you doing yeah people like expect you to have your whole life planned out by the time you're 16 17 which I think is kind of (laughs) crazy I think so too so I completely agree with that I do what do you what do you feel like the is that like a, a normal consensus between like you and all of your friends like everybody your age kind of at this time like that they don't know what they're gonna yeah, yeah. I mean just I, pressure on that there's a couple of my friends that like kind of know what they're gonna go to college for but like still like I couldn't even say that a lot of my friends have no idea just like me just trying to kind of throw some ideas around but still just yeah. I I feel like I always laugh when we talk about this because you and I have had this conversation before and it's kind of like I'm, you know, 30, I'm going to be 36 and I still don't know what I want to do with the rest of my life. But I think that's just because we can change all the time and what you decide on at one part of your life might be completely different, you know, in a few years or when you go through time. And I think the change and moving forward and trying new things is really, really good. And I feel like when I was in high school, it was like frowned upon. It was like you had to be in a career for the rest of your life. You had to stay there for like years and years and years, even though you weren't happy. You had to work your way up this pole, this system, and like to get to the top and make the most. And I feel like I think one thing I appreciate about your generation, the younger generations, is like you guys are changing that. You guys are making ways to just like cut out the bullshit in a way. And how to get to those points without having to put in a lot of meaningless time. And so for my generation, what I witnessed and what why we changed, I think a lot of us, is because our the when the recession hit, we watched all of our parents who had worked 
you know, 10, 15, 20 years for Northwest for all these big companies. And they were all just fired, like nothing happened. And they had spent years and years and years putting into companies that just, you know, dropped them. And then they spent years not being able to find jobs or do anything or move forward because they only had this one set of skills. So I know like talking to my friends and people my age and stuff and even me, it's like I remember watching that going like I'm not going to just have one skill. I'm going to learn multiple skills. I'm going to try and be fluent in as many things as I can so that I have more opportunity to always bring money in and never be stuck in a position like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the, I feel like too though, like it was like a, a, it was always scary to quit a job or to move and change. I felt like I owed them something. But I like that you guys aren't afraid of that stuff. Yeah, I, a lot of people just like know what they like to do and like what they're good at in school. Like what, if that makes sense, I guess. Yeah. So I think a lot of people aren't gonna just do like what's best for them they're going to do what they want to do instead of trying to like find the job that like makes them the most money they rather have like fun and yeah not they'd rather just, just be happy and, like, live happy lives instead yeah. of work for the man and do what people tell them yeah i think a lot of people like want to start businesses and go off and like do great things and i think that's really cool i love that i think that's amazing do you is there what do you feel like about the school system like growing up in school like do you feel like you've enjoyed school? Do you feel like there's things that you wish were different? I mean, there's not like, I never really hated school. I've always just like gone to school, got pretty good grades and like went home and like rather be playing like sports or something. But now that like I get older, there's a lot of stuff that we really don't need to be taught that we are getting taught. Like, yeah, there's a lot of just like useless information that we get told that won't ever happen again and like we won't ever get told again in life but they are making changes in like having more options of what you can do that you rather do than sit in a class that won't teach you anything that you're going to use in your future career yeah it almost feels kind of like a waste of time but where you could be learning about like taxes and yeah how to invest properly and what type of loans to take out and that kind of stuff we have these talks all the time. Like we all wish we would have been taught those things because these are the things that really, especially if you're starting your own business, like the things I wish I knew when I started my business as far as like your LLC. I mean, just everything. And I, I, we didn't have, I, I personally didn't have like YouTube as readily available and all of these things where we, we can really look things up now. Like you guys have the ability to kind of learn that way. But it would be nice and while sitting in school to utilize that time instead yeah, of instead of just sitting there, sitting there. wanting to go home. <laughs> right? So can we talk about sports for a little bit? Yeah. So you love lacrosse, right? Yeah. What do you what got you into lacrosse? Um well I didn't know what lacrosse was when I started. My mom wanted me to play. Well, first I used to wrestle and the wrestling coach, his son played lacrosse, and they were trying to get his team started up in New Prague because we didn't we didn't even have a varsity team or anything yet. It was like really brand new. And then after my mom told me one year that she wanted me to play, and then for some reason I didn't. I think my dad didn't want me to play. Then next year she finally convinced him, and then I played and I loved it. Yeah. 
Well, I don't think it was that he he didn't want to play. I think he was just more worried about the cost. And so uh, the wrestling coach was like, we'll get his uh, equipment for him because they got equipment donated. So that's how we, we talked him into it. And then he saw, I think he saw you play and he knew instantly it was like yeah. you were in love with the sport. I think that now he's like the biggest yeah. lacrosse dad ever, huh? I think that he likes it more than I do I sometimes. So. <laughs> legit, legit. So as far as like playing sports, you know, at your age and like being a teenager in sports, do you think sports are good? Do you think they're over glorified? Do you think that they help you with balancing life? Or is it just more of that passion? How do you feel like sports has played a part in your life? Well, I mean, like, if you really love it, like, you do it to, like, get away from all the other things. Like, you'd be happy to go to practice. and or Not like, happy, but you yeah, wouldn't like want to skip practice or something like yeah. that. Like, if you... Like, there's some people that just, like, go to practice because that's what they do and they've always been doing it. But yeah, I think that... Like, there's a difference between the kid who really genuinely loves it versus the kid who's maybe be doing it for his parents or for other reasons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How is it, um, you know, I know you just got voted captain and stuff. How do you feel about, like, being a leader on your team? And do you feel like that comes naturally or do you feel like it um, feels like a different, you know, role for you? Well... Not trying to like toot my own horn, but I feel like I've always been kind of a leader on the team and everybody's like kind of looked at me as that position. So, I mean, I don't think it's going to be really that big of a change mm-hmm. than what it was. Like even last year, some of the like the upper class guys, they would ask me like questions and stuff just because I've been playing so long and I've done it like all over the country and yeah, I have a lot of experience. So I think your delivery is really good too. I think the way that you talk to people and other kids is very like um easy to hear because it's calm it's not like derogatory or mean or come from like an emotional place it's usually really informative and helpful what do you feel like makes a great leader um i'm you just kind of gotta know like you have to have the experience behind it because like if you don't really know what you're doing. Other people aren't going to just follow you, like, blindly. Like a sense of confidence. Yeah. But I think you also have to, like, have fun with it. Like, you can't just be, like, the like the leader. You have to, like, be, like, a friend with everybody, too. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree with that. That's good. Just that you are having fun and you're enjoying it. Because I think we forget that you're supposed to be having fun. Yeah. Like yeah. it is a sport. Yeah, you want to win, but I feel like when you're having fun, that's when you make those really sweet goals. And when you do like when you guys are like you can just tell when you guys are on the field and you guys are having fun, the things that you guys accomplish is it's really fun to watch. You guys just see you vibe and move and groove and like the way you guys kind of ebb and flow is always really cool to watch. The goals you have, the saves, the What do you feel like your best play ever? has been is i have no idea no uh i i'll hmm. um uh, there's a lot of plays in the game i get the ball a lot so it's kind of hard to yeah. decide which one it is i think so I you've been like a midi for most of your um 
lacrosse career, which is middies. You want to explain what a midi is to our listeners? For, I'm guessing a lot of people don't know like how really lacrosse works. Midfield is midi. I used to play that for like six years, I'd say, until last year I switched. But midi, they would play offense and defense, so they'd like run on both sides of the field. They pretty much did everything. Like, and then there's defense. They stay on the half of the field, like with your net. They would just play defense on the other guys, and then attack is on the opposing team side with the other team's defense, and that's what I play now. So they basically just score. They score goals. <laughs> that's your job. They Do you kinda... feel like there's a little bit more pressure with that position, like? Because, I mean, it's not like you really have the ball most of the time. It's it's when you get the ball, it's do, it's do or die. It's your time to kind of do something with it, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess as an attack, you kind of have to, like, run everything. You have to – when you have the ball, like, everybody's just looking at you. Yeah. Like, and defense is coming after you. Yeah, but I don't know if you just say calm and stuff and you know what you're doing. You believe in, like, what you've practiced and you know in your abilities that it's not too scary out there. Yeah. So you also do, um, you're also on some traveling teams and you've gotten to meet like tons of people from all over. Do you enjoy that? Like, have you really, um, like, what do you enjoy most about being on those national traveling teams and stuff? Well, of course, like the traveling, traveling is really fun, but there's, I've met so many people from different schools and I've made a lot of great friendships from, like I've been on three or four traveling teams and I just know so many people out from it now that I like still talk to which is really great Mm -hmm. I feel like I hear parents talk a lot about like sports and just how much things cost and stuff but can you like explain to maybe our listeners who are like also parents of younger kids and stuff with maybe that thought process as to why why these are so good and 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 worth it and um maybe it's not so much about the money but what it really does for you as a person and as a player and as a kid or teenager now well there's like i said there's a lot of connections that you can be made but if you like really love the sport then i don't see why a parent wouldn't buy like pay for it if they can afford it like if it really doesn't like, if you're choosing to put, like, food on the table other than play right. a sport, I'd probably pick that. But, <laughs> but if, like, you can get the money or you can talk to the coaches, I feel like a lot of coaches, if you really have the love for the sport, they would understand, and you can get, like, discounts and stuff on that. Yeah. But, around it. yeah, I think you if you really love it, there you'd always be able to find a way to make it happen. Do you feel like being able to, like, pursue your passion like this keeps you more out of trouble, or do you feel like you find trouble still, too? Um, I would <laughs> say it keeps me out of, like, trouble, but I still, like to, Excuse me. I still like to have fun and, like, hang out with my friends. Like, we aren't having making trouble, but I don't know. You guys are enjoying life. Yeah. Experiencing life. Yeah, I would agree with that. What, um... What is your least favorite thing about traveling with me? Um, well, after I play like three or four games in California when it's 90 degrees outside, she'll like to, she wants to go hiking or something. And <laughs> I tell her no before she even like finds a place to go. I'm like, um, I'm going to go eat and I'll go lay in my hotel bed. <laughs> What's your favorite part about traveling with me? It, well, traveling uh, is like, 
you always just want to do something, I guess. It's like a plus and a negative. Yeah. But. Well, the problem is, is you get to go have all the fun and I have to sit there and then I have to drive. I don't have to. I drive and then we sit and then we drive and then we sit and it's like, I want to go and do something fun. But, and a lot of the parents don't always want to be active either. Yeah, well, I, I think a lot of the parents on the team like to go out or something and hang out after the games and stuff, yeah. so that's fun that all the parents are connected through that. I, I feel like that is one thing I appreciate a lot in the lacrosse community that we have or that we're a part of is, like, how amazing the families are. Like, I love all of the families in your high school, like, lacrosse team and, like, your traveling team. I have yet to meet anybody that, I mean, we just were like, oh, my gosh, didn't get along with. Like, everybody is so amazing. They're so welcoming. They've always been so kind and generous to us and just – it feels like you definitely feel like a family. Yeah. It feels like a family. I think when you're traveling all over like that too, you kind of, you kind of have to become one. Yeah. That's exactly how I would put it. Yeah. Do you feel like, um, how do you feel about like coaching and coaches and stuff? Like, well, um, there's not like a coach that like has it out for you and hates you or anything, but there's definitely ways that some coaches can teach that you just don't like line up with them I would say yeah so you might think that they're a bad coach but everybody else loves them but it's just like how you're made and raised and how you see things yeah that's a really good perspective so what advice do you have to other people or other kids who might be struggling with a coach that they don't quite get along with but are trying to move forward um, well, I would say you just have to like have your love for the sport has to be just more than how much you hate the coach or something or how much you can't stand him. Like at the end of the day, you just have to like go out there and do what you do. Show them what's up on the field. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I like that. That's really good advice. Now you are a big brother of two. So you have a little sister on my side, and you have a little brother on your father's side. What is it like being a big brother with such an age gap? Um, well, I mean, they can be really funny sometimes, but it can also be a lot because they always, little kids have the most amount of energy you could possibly have at all moments of the day. <laughs> so they're either like hanging on your leg or they want to go outside or they want to like play a game. And sometimes you like right after you get home from school, you just want to go chill out by yourself. But sometimes you have to muscle up the energy to go do something with them. Yeah, they love you pretty. They love you a lot. They're just so excited. They never see you. Yeah. And then you just finally get home, and you just want to relax, huh? Uh huh. So one last little subject I want to talk about, um, and that would be like having parents that have like co-parented your whole life. So with your dad and I, how do you feel like we've done co-parenting you? Do you feel like there's things we could have done better? Do you feel like you um, like enjoy how we've handled things? Like, What's your opinion on that? Well, I mean, for me, it's a lot different because you guys were separated before I could ever remember. So like all I really knew was mom's house or dad's house. But I think you guys did really well or are doing really well. 
like you have a lot of communication about all that stuff or who's going to pay like for lacrosse or how you're going to split that up but also comes back to bite me in the butt a little bit about you guys talk about everything and I can't really get away with a lot of stuff <laughs> yeah that is true we that was one thing we we uh definitely decided on from the beginning was that we would make all the decisions together and do that is it was it hard is it hard maintaining two households or is it just that's all you know so it feels just normal yeah i guess it is a little normal but sometimes i like will clean my room at my dad's house and i'll get to my mom's house and it's all dirty and then i don't want to clean it again cuz <laughs> yeah. uh, but then i also do get two christmases so that is true and two birthdays yeah. and two easters and all the things you are pretty blessed in all those areas mm-hmm is there anything about us that you, like, having, I mean, it's always been pretty obvious that you've had younger parents, you know, obviously we had you when we were 19, <clears throat> and, you know, we were, your dad was finishing college, and I was going to hair school and doing all this, and um, as you've gotten older, it's it's still pretty obvious that we're the younger parents of the group. How do you feel about that is it embarrassing is it different do you feel like people judge you on it or is it just something that is just doesn't even it goes unnoticed well for the most part it goes unnoticed like uh well some some of the people like don't really notice that much I guess or like they don't really blink an eye at it like mm-hmm. they don't care that much but I think that you just get along with like all the other parents and stuff so well that it really doesn't get noticed that much. Yeah. Yeah. I remember there was a few times when you were younger, like in kindergarten and stuff where we had a couple issues with you. You were like really good friends with a kid and you wanted him to come to your birthday party and we kept like trying to invite them, but they like wouldn't give us like the time of day because it was, it was obvious that we were you know, younger and that kind of thing. And, um, it was like, they didn't trust them coming. And I remember like from a parent perspective, that was really hard. And I always wondered like, if you ever felt the impact of that sometimes, or if we were able to kind of protect you from that more, you know, I didn't really notice it too much. Yeah. That's good. You know, we've always tried to do everything even with our families, right? I always, you always have like one of the biggest cheering sections. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I'll, yeah. Whenever I'll like go to one grandma's house, or they'll be like, oh, how's everybody doing on the other side? Like, yeah. it's not like there's any b- bad blood between anybody. No. Everybody loves each other and like, which is the best for each other. What do you think is, uh, what do you think has made that happen that way? I guess it's just you guys like never really fighting or anything or like, yeah. Yeah, we just kind of, that was how it was. Yeah. And if anybody stepped out of line, it was kind of like, well, if you want to spend time with your grandson and things like that, then this is what's required of you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> no, your dad is remarried and we love her so much. Not remarried, is married. We were never married. But um, do, how do you feel about like having like step parents and, I don't, it feels weird calling her like your stepmom, kind of, but I don't know what else we would call her. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, they've been married for how long? Since oh, like gosh. first grade or something. So yeah. 
nine years, yeah. I think. Yeah. That seems like a really long time, but I don't know. It's not like it's that weird. I've grown up like with her like a long I time. Like she more... completes our family. Kind yeah. Of. Like, thank God for her because your dad and I would not be as organized. Yeah. She's the organizer of everybody. Yeah, it just feels like normal. She's like the mother of like my little brother and stuff. So yeah, you guys have a good relationship. She's she's really good with like, I think balancing out your dad and I kind of yeah, <laughs> which is awesome. Well, I really loved having you on here. Do you have any questions for me? Um, one question I was thinking about like. What was it like being pregnant in high school? Because I don't think I've ever seen anybody in my school been, like, pregnant or anything. But I think it would be crazy and, like, so much pressure. And yeah, uh, I just wanted to know what that was like. Yeah, it was um, really t- tough. Um, I mean, it, I got pregnant in March. So um, it was our senior year. So I was... Let's see, March, April, May. I was about three and a half months pregnant. Um, so that first month I was able to kind of hide. But then after that I wasn't really able to. Um, and I went to we went to a really small school. So it was very obvious that um, I was gaining weight. And that I, well, as soon as one person found out, obviously, the whole school found out. Um, it was hard. It was felt like, um, it felt like I was fighting for a human being. Like I was fighting for you because a lot of the things that were said and the things that people suggested and, um, was kind of against like everything we did. Right. So it was like, you know, well, why don't you get an abortion or why don't you give it up for adoption or you guys had so much going for you. And, um, it felt like there was just a lot of emotional things that went with it, but I just knew in my gut and in my head and in my heart the whole time that like you were special. I don't know what it was or why, but I just knew like you were special. And I think I've always told you that like you're a miracle and you're supposed to be here and I was kind of the vessel to get you here on this earth. And I don't know what you're going to do and, and uh, how you're going to make your mark on this world. But I knew that that was my job at that point in time was to bring you into this world. And I'm so glad I did because I couldn't imagine life without you. It's hard watching you get older, though. And like I feel like watching you get older has been like the slowest breakup of my life of like, You've been my main man, you know, like it's been me and you your whole life. I've had boyfriends here and there, but it's been you and me, you know, and obviously you have your dad too, but I've, you know, pretty much been kind of single for majority of your life and it's just been you and me. And so as much as I get so excited watching you grow up and stuff, it's also hard because I've just dedicated so much of my life and my childhood and my young adulthood to raising you. Yeah. But I love it. Yeah, it was it was definitely it's kind of a trip when you look back and think of that, huh? Like I look at you and I think like you're almost the age that we were when we had you. Yeah, that'd be very crazy. crazy. Yeah. And we thought we were so old, you know. 
And so I get, I get the comments that people make, you know, like I get them saying like, oh my gosh, you know, and the, the feelings that come along with it. But I do know that a lot of those people that had comments to say, see you now, and um, just are in awe and they see it, you know, they see um, the work and that the way that we decided to um, make it for you, that, that we didn't allow those types of people to come in and that it was, we were going to co-parent, this is how we're going to do and we're not going to put our lives on the side. Um, we're still going to chase our dreams and chase um, our goals and things that we still wanted to pursue while while having you um, and being the best parents we could be. And I feel like um, we set a lot of examples for people at an age that I didn't even think we could do that, which is pretty cool. Yeah, very grateful. Yeah, me too. Any other questions? Um, no, but going along like with the age difference, when a lot of times when I'd be hanging out like with my grandparents or something, like we'd be at like the grocery store and I'd get like a toy. A lot of times they would think that that would be my mom. And they'd be like, oh, mommy's going to get you a nice toy. And I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> I, I just thought that's really funny. Well, I still feel like when you and I go out sometimes, like people are trying to figure it yeah. out. Like they look at you and they look at me. And even remember we all went to Hawaii and that one lady was like, are yeah. these your brothers? And I was like, no, this is my son and all his friends. And she's like, wait, they're all yours? And I was like, no, they're not all mine. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just kind of funny to to um see the the looks and the the things with people but i don't know give them something uh, to talk it's about it's just right? normal i guess it is normal for us but well i love that you came on and i love that you're always so like brave and open to my craziness because i know you love to listen to me talk but um <laughs> I love that you're just always open. So this was really fun for me. And I know our listeners are going to really enjoy getting to know you. And, um, you know, the main objective of this, too, was that I, I wanted older um, people and, and people who are parents to kind of get a little insight of what it's like to be a teenager in 2023 and just to remind people of I, the, you know, you and I have these talks pretty openly and honest, but I feel like sometimes people don't know how to have these conversations with their kids or with um, their loved ones. And it's good to just be reminded that we're all under certain pressures and um, life and uh, things that happen in life and teenagers aren't exempt from that. You guys are still just as much a part of all that and um, I, you know, we've talked about how it can get overlooked sometimes and, and not valued as much. So I really think you are incredible and brave and one of my most favorite people for coming on and doing this. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. All right. Will you come back? Um, maybe. Maybe we'll talk about college. Yeah. All I right. think that'd be fun. College and women. College. Okay, college. All right. Thanks, everybody. You're listening to the Twisted Sisters podcast. Catch us again next week. We love you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Twisted Sisters podcast. We'll now leave you with a little bit of wisdom from Allie and Samantha. 
Imperfection is beauty. Madness is genius. And it's better to be absolutely ridiculous than absolutely boring. Twisted, Twisted sisters. sisters. We're all a little twisted.